Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. Today is Wednesday. My name is Ogi Penev, and I'll be the host of the Agent Power Huddle. And uh, we're uh, we have Facebook Live, so you can type your questions, and I'll be happy to answer them. Today, I'll be talking about a topic that we started on one of the previous uh, episodes, and that's buy and hold investing. So today, I have prepared a little presentation to share with you three secrets that you must know if you want to buy and hold real estate properties, buying rental properties. And <clears throat> so these, I personally use these um, secrets when I'm buying my properties. And hopefully by you following these advices, it's going to help you increase your uh, return on investment. Um, buying rental properties. So let's uh, <clears throat> have a couple people. Michelle, morning. Travis, morning. Everybody on Facebook, um, please type your questions. We'll be happy to answer them. Again, today we're going to be talking about buy and hold uh, investing and three secrets that will help you increase your um, rate on return buying properties. All right, so yeah, we have some more people coming. Julie Lee is coming. Okay, a couple more minutes. Travis connecting. Cool guys. Um, who wants to be my co-host today? Anybody with their camera on? John's coming in. Okay, slowly we're getting everybody in. Um, three minutes, eight or three, let's wait another minute and we're gonna start. Yeah, these secrets that I have prepared that I've used for the last five years and I've tested it, they were great. And they have given me pretty significant return on the investment on my rental properties. Um, so I think this is gonna be really valuable information for you guys. Okay. All right, Lindsay just joined in. All right. Connecting with Adia. Good morning, Lindsay. Okay. All right. So let me share my screen and then I will go um, over the presentation. So I'll be happy to answer your questions at the end of the presentation. All right. All right, guys. So today we're going to be talking about buying hold secrets in real estate investing. So I've prepared three secrets that you, you should follow. One, these they more <clears throat> things to real estate investing and buying hold rental properties, but I want you to remember the top three that you have to follow. 
Uh, <clears throat> and these will uh, increase uh, your rate of return in, uh, significantly. All right. <clears throat> and I see, oh, Jason Tormans here. Is connecting. Um, <clears throat> so, good morning, Jason. Hey, unmute yourself. I'm here for my buddy Augie. All right, man. All right, today make, make, you can make, make me rich. You're gonna be my co-host today. <laughs> oh God! Hold on, I got bad reception. I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> All right, so let me uh, just give you the rules about being a co-host. First, you always have to agree with me, no matter what. <laughs> and um, second, you have to laugh at my jokes, always. All right, and the third one, if I get disconnected, you jump in and um, entertain the crowd with either dancing or singing, whatever comes up <laughs> when I'm ready. So when I get connected, to jump in again. All right, so Jason, today I'm going through three secrets that I use in my when I'm buying rental properties. So I hope you know these three secrets will help you increase the rate of return on your rental properties. So let's start with the first one. And that's professional management. We as a real estate professionals, we know the real estate. And we know how to rent our properties. We know how to manage. However, if you're deciding to invest long-term multiple rental properties, you cannot afford to do it yourself. I found the hard way that I, you have to use professional management or professional property management company. So there's a few reasons for that. <clears throat> First, when, when imagine there's a tenant that has a bad credit or something on that they're not perfect tenant for everybody, and they walk down the street and they see on the left side they see for rent by owner or for rent by Jason, and on the right side they see um, for rent by professionally managed company. We collect rents and we evict people in 15 seconds. So all the bad tenants, knowing they have a problem they're going to go to the for rent by owner and they're hoping that they're going to accept them, listen to their sob stories, just get him. And uh, if the tenant doesn't intend to pay rent, it doesn't matter how much you charge, how much you get, because they're never going to pay the rent. It's going to be a problem. So professionally managed um, properties, uh, even though you're getting less rent per month, you're actually getting the rent in the long term. The second thing that professionally managed um, management company can do for you is help you avoid legal issues. So the the property management um, person it, uh, acts as a buffer between you and tenant. You use their professionally um, created contracts. They follow the rules um, because every market, every county has its own rules that you don't know. For example, for in Phoenix, in Maricopa County, for example. If the tenant has filed for bankruptcy and you have you are notified that they have bankruptcy going on and you call the tenant to ask when they're going to pay the rent, that's illegal and you could be fined $5,000. So 
So very few people know that. And there's a lot of small things like that that you're not aware uh, if you're not fully involved as a professionally uh, property manager into uh, managing properties. So professionally, um, property manager can help you avoid legal issues. And the third reason to use property management is actually your job is not to fix leaky faucets, toilets, or broken windows. You make the most money when you're acquisitioning property, when you're buying properties. So you solely focus, it has to be on growing your portfolio, not dealing with tenants and their, their issues. You make the most money when you're buying properties. All right, Jason, how, how am I doing so far? You're doing good. And honestly, I think you're dead on on that. So if I can jump in real quick, I had a, or have a triplex in Long Beach, California, and I manage it myself. And when it came time to renew the leases, I didn't do it because I, I didn't want to deal with her sob story. And I was just too busy doing my business. And I, you know, little things like that. If I just raised the rents and, you know, it wasn't running around doing all the stupid shit. I'm sure I could have had a higher ROI on that, but yeah, I just uh, didn't. So, and with our with my property management company, I've noticed that when we take over a property from a landlord that manages themselves, the rents are usually way behind the market rents. We're talking about twenty percent difference, and a professionally um, a manager like at our property management company, we increase the rent every time we renew a lease. A little bit, but we always stay stay up on the, with the market. So, all right. So, let's go to the next secret. So, Jason, secret yes. number two: the value is in the land. So, when we're buying property, actually, what really appreciates it's the land. It's not the building itself the, the the land goes up in value <clears throat> so the building you know, doesn't go up in value the building wears out <clears throat> wears out it depreciates the the building could be demolished and replaced and you just build something new that has a better value but the land is always there <clears throat> so when you're looking to buy rental properties you have to look for properties that have land and where this land is going to have the most appreciation of the, and the location of that is usually it's in the center of the city. The center of the city is fully developed. And there's a, um, that's why the land is, is there's a scarcity of land in the center of the city. So there's not available land, which means the price goes up and the prices will double there the fastest. When you try to buy something on the outskirts of the city, there's a plenty of land, available vacant land to be de developed. So at, at the end of the city, the outskirts, it's gonna be, the, the appreciation will be slower. So find properties with land in the center of the city. <clears throat> and usually, that's single family homes. Single family homes have land, which means that they will appreciate much faster than condos or apartments. Condo and apartments, you don't own any land. You just, you have ownership in the common areas. 
practically that's it. <laughs> so when you decide to buy and hold rental properties, focus on buying single family homes with land. Jason, do you have any single families or just multifamily? Right now I just have multifamily, but I have had single family, <clears throat> but I, I'm an idiot and I always sell. <laughs> multifamily is a great for cash flow. Their uh, appreciation is not that great, but they give you a really good cash flow. So. All right, now <clears throat> let's go to the final third secret. I think that's the most important one that's going to bring you the most money ever. <clears throat> so the secret is don't buy properties with cash. Very simple. Always use leverage. And when I say leverage means use loan from the, from the, from the banks. <clears throat> so let me explain it, Jason, let me explain it really quickly. How, how was the difference? So let's say me and you, we have hundred thousand dollars cash each and our, we have to invest the money in real estate to make, to make the most profit. You have $100,000, I have $100,000. So you buy one property for $100,000 and you rent the property. Then I use my $100,000 to put down payment, $25,000 down payment for four properties. And I have, I have four properties and you have one property. You rent the property and I rent my properties. So let's say in 15 years, the price is double. Your property that you bought for $100,000 is worth $200,000. But my properties, I have four properties doubled in value. So my value is $800,000. And during these years, the tenants paid most of my mortgage. So you see how we both started with the same cash, but I made four times more money than you using leverage. So by using leverage and dividing the money between as many properties as possible, you're reducing the risk. And by using other people's money or using the bank's money, you're significantly increasing your ROI. In this case, I made at least four times more money than you with the same amount of cash that we started. Make sense, Jason? Yes, it does. Gotcha. So this presentation was quick. These are the three secrets that I use when buying rental properties. So um, I will stop share and I'll try to see if I can answer any questions that you might have. I got one. Yep. Um, where are you finding your prop your your deals? Are you doing off market stuff? Are you finding MLS? Where where do you spend your time when you're like, all right, you know, I got an X amount of cash. I need to deploy that. What's your like a strategy from that point? So here we have to make the difference between the best property and the best deal. So when you have a when you have a good property and you have enough money for down payment. You just can buy the property, even if it's not a great deal. Um, in the beginning, most likely, if you pick the right property in a good location that's going to double in value the fastest, you're not going to have a great cash flow. It's just that's how it works. Good properties do not have a great cash flow. However, 
don't follow the cash flow. Look for properties that will double in value the fastest. Even, the, even though you're paying a full market value from the MLS, if it's the right property, just buy it. Because buy and hold investing is for long-term, 15, 20 years. And with average of 20% down payment on a market value property, over 20 year span, your return on investment is anywhere between 40 and 60% per year. So, however, but to answer your question, I'd like my properties to have at least minimum of 10% equity. And when I buy the property, I want to buy it at a price. When I put a mortgage and I rent the property, just to have just a little bit of cash flow over the expenses, maybe 50, 100 bucks. Um, I look at MLS. I look at wholesalers. I look, just spread the word that I'm buying properties. So anytime something comes up, don't think of a great deal. Think of it of a, as a great property that will double in value the fastest. Gotcha. And even in a market that we're overinflated, like, or we say you feel the market's overinflated, you're still buying and not concerned about that? Yes, because um, you still have to buy the property right. And you have to look at, at the long-term possibility of the location you're buying. For example, I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. The predictions for the next 20 years in the Phoenix market as a location, as a um, county, as a uh, overall, it's pretty good. The economy is great. Predictions of... Uh, people moving in here are great. Taxes are low. A lot of employees are coming in. So on the long run, I'll be okay. Got it. Even, even though if the prices adjust 5%, 10%, I'm not going to lose money because I'm not going to sell. Sure. The market is going to go down and the market is going to go up. The main thing is to have a good cash flow just enough to cover your mortgages and always have a backup of few months payments. So if you have a prop tenant problem, repairs, things like that, you need to have some cash, um, cash reserves to have to handle vacancies, but follow the history on average, a rent increases with the inflation. This year, the inflation is way higher, maybe 4 to 5%. Historically, it's between 1% and 2%. So average 3% increase on rent every year. Then you have to put average increase of prices for the home, 3 to 5% a year. So be conservative when you're buying a property and calculating potential profit. Right now, in the last 5, even 10 years, it's been incredible appreciation of values, but this is unusual. So you have to go very average. 3% increase on rents, maximum 5% increase on property value. And don't forget that the tenant that pays the rent, you use the money to pay down the mortgage. So yeah. if, even if you don't have a huge appreciation, eventually you're going to have free and clear property. 
also well, as a real estate agents, we can use the loss uh, from the rental properties to offset the, the taxes on our commissions. Amen. <laughs> yeah, so like, let's say you have your triplex and triplex and you break even, whatever cash comes in goes towards expenses and mortgage. However, you can use the depreciation of the building to offset your income. And let's say the property depreciates 20,000 a year. And that's actually losing money from this business, business rental business. And the loss you can apply towards the taxes that you have to pay on your commissions from selling real estate. So there's a, more benefits than just uh, increasing value and getting cash flow. But the main thing here is out of these secrets is buy proper single family homes that have land, buy them towards the center of the city where the, the value is gonna appreciate the highest. Don't use cash, use leverage. Buy, uh, buy properties with uh, banks money. This way, you're gonna increase your return on investment significantly. And do not manage your own properties. Hire a property manager. You'll be making millions. You can afford to pay 100 bucks a month. How many rentals do you have, Jason? Right now, I just have three doors. I've oh, sold man. most of my stuff like an idiot. Every time I sell something, I, I always regret it. Um, and then buying back, because I was buying a lot in 2009, 10, and I sold most of those because the values went through the roof. And then now I look back, I was like, if I wanted to buy those back, I'm buying them back at like, you know, 300% more than I bought them for originally. It's like, ah. yeah. <laughs> so it's a, it's a mental, you know what? Um, what, do you, what do you feel about outside of uh, your market? So, you know, I'm in Southern California, you know, for rental costs, 600 grand, 500 grand, you know, my triplex is a million bucks. Like it's, it's hard to enter the market. You know, yes. What do you feel about going outside? Like, you know, I know Texas, uh, Oklahoma. Yes, definitely. You just have to learn the market, follow the same rules that you, um, 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 Explaining, find gotcha. a, a local real estate broker that knows the market, find you deals, find a local pro uh, property management company. So the markets are different. In our, on the West here, California, Arizona, uh, Denver, West side, we have huge appreciation in our values. So our markets are really good to build equity. In the Midwest, they don't have a lot of appreciation, but they do, they have an incredible cash flow. So maybe you can diversify. In our markets, we cannot buy property for 150,000 and to cash flow 1,500 a month. That's impossible. But Pennsylvania, Ohio, you know, different places, you can do that. And it's not scary. You just have to do the research and, um, just try it one or two. And if it doesn't work, just sell them. But right now I would look at the economy of the state or at the county 
policies, future predictions. Look at where the people are going. If the people are moving out of the location, do not buy. If they're moving in, definitely buy. We have a question from Facebook. Do you see in the chat? Okay, hold on. All right. Right. Yeah. Uh, how do you handle situation like federal eviction moratorium and having the money to cover months of unpaid rent? Okay. So that's why you need when you have rental properties. Uh, the question was, how do you handle situations like the federal eviction moratorium and having the money to cover months of unpaid rent? Unfortunately, this what we call it, you know, it's a black swan. You don't never, it, it, it could never prepare for something like that. And it's out of your hands. Um, having three to six months of reserves to pay the rent is reasonable. Anything over that, I wouldn't do it. Um, so eviction moratorium in different states is different. With us in, in Phoenix, Arizona, um, it applies only for tenants that not paying rent based on losing um, uh, income from um, due to COVID-19. However, in order to, to qualify for this moratorium, they have to apply for grants and help from the county. And if they don't, they can be evicted. Um, different states, of course, is different, more strict. Maybe you can uh, try to offer the tenant money to leave. I don't know if they would, but it, it's an unfortunate situation that you just have to write, um, write the market. And maybe like Jason mentioned, diversifying in different markets might be the solution. But overall, look at markets when they have favorable tax rates, favorable uh, laws, and they're landlord friendly. That's how we call them, landlord friendly. All right, any, any more questions? Who was, um, Lindsay, do you have any questions? I saw you wanted to ask something. I lost my co-host. Jason Torman is gone. I'm on my own. Got it. All right, guys. So uh, thanks for participating in this presentation. Just remember, buy single family homes with land, uh, use property managers to manage the properties, and never buy the properties with cash. Always use banks money or leverage and put financing to increase your rate on return. So, yeah, thanks for joining us this morning. Um, if you have any questions about investing in real estate, um, send me a message directly. And otherwise, uh, we'll continue this uh, topic of investing in rental properties for next, next week. And um, I'm going to go over how you can pick the right property, um, location, type of a property, bedroom, bathrooms, features, so you can know when you're looking for property, what to look for. All right, thanks guys, I'll see you next time.
If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.